welcome everybody to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. And I'm Josh. Your long national nightmare is over. We're back. Yay! It feels like we haven't done a podcast in like six months. Yeah. But... Yeah, a little bit. It feels like the three of us haven't sat in a room together in like six months. That's mostly it. Yeah. The, uh... I hear about this happening on, 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 uh... Grown-up podcasts. Where, where it's like... You fall into the pattern of not talking about anything unless you're sitting in a room recording a podcast. And then in between, you feel like, oh, I shouldn't talk about that because that'll make good podcast fodder. Yeah. But the, the last podcast we recorded was we did two in a row uh, before I went to New York. Yeah. Which was before Christmas. And so I had my whole wonderful New York adventure. And then we had the holidays and the New Year's and busy then and now it is so we're recording it we just i think we just were like let's just record a podcast any day we can can. (laughs) and kind of slot it in so it is friday january 1st yep so if you're listening to this right away if andrew's swift and gets this online yeah i'll probably have this online right after we record it so we can talk about uh what we have it's um for new year's it's been we had a good Boxing Day week. Some some snowstorms kind of hindered us a bit, but even that, people. I, I came out, whatever. A few. It was December 29th, and I came out to see Goosebumps. We had a matinee screening of Goosebumps, and it was like ten feet of snow. No plows had come by yet, and from my balcony, I was looking out. I'm like, this doesn't look too bad, and I got like two blocks in. I'm like, oh my god, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. Um, but I appreciated, I was like, I walked in and Lee was here and I'm like, am I going to be the only one here? But about like 20 people showed up. Nice. We all got cocky because we thought winter's not going to oh, happen. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. We don't need to change our tires nope. or do any nope. of that. <laughs> and then we get hit with a Hoth caliber snowstorm and, and yeah, like whatever. If 29th, there was like five feet of snow banks as I walked down the road. The 25th was green grass and... Walking your dog in a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Like, and like, oh, global warming has won and we're all doomed. Well, I've heard people say things like, um, like, uh, well, you know, winter's just like making up for the lack of snow from before. And it's like, no, this is still like an abnormal amount of snow to sort of receive now. We can, yeah. Like, usually you'll get a storm like that early January. I yeah. guess, like next week kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't really know how snow works, but no. like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's making up for anything. Like, global warming is still a thing. Don't kid yourself, you know? I'm, I'm fascinated by snow, and for someone who doesn't do drugs, this might sound like a, like a hippie <laughs> pot stoner thing to say, but... Like, when you step out on your front... Like, so when we step out on our little front lawn in front of our apartment, and there's, like, four feet of snow on the little hill on our front, and the road has five feet of snow banks, I just always imagine somebody, like a kid maybe, who has never been in snow. Like, like somebody... You know, nowadays you see snow on TV, of course, or in movies, but imagine somebody who's never seen snow, and then, boom... I feel like it. I remember when we were kids, there being an instance when there was, like, a shit ton of snow that happened in Florida. Yeah. And all at once, at, oh, like, yeah. some point in time where there shouldn't really be snow. Yeah, and no one knows what to do. And everybody was like, uh, what the hell, it's cold and we have shorts. <laughs> and, and that's the funny thing. In, in other more logical communities, they would be like, stay the hell inside. 
But in a place like Ottawa, they're like, oh, let's go to a movie. <laughs> and you walk down the streets and it's almost like post-apocalyptic because there's no cars. It's kind of darker. Uh, no, a lot of people are, are hiding inside or at grandma's or the cottage or something. Or shoveling. Or shoveling, yeah. <laughs> there's and you, some poor guy. We rang in the new year last night and there's some poor guy down there shoveling out his car. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. It's, it's, it's very Canadian to, to help somebody push their car mm. when the, the wheels are spinning and it's, it's stuck in the goo. And I always feel extra Canadian when I'm helping some stranger and pushing on the back <laughs> of a car. And I, I saw that like two or three times in my walk here the other day. It's settled down a bit now. And as I, I just got here and Andrew said that Spotlight did 130 plus people. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which is always good. I never dislike a movie making, making money here. And, and this is, it's a good movie. But it's always weird when a movie kind of, although this is kind of an all-star cast and Oscar ca- caliber, this is done really well every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even on the snow day, the other three movies we had around it did like 20, 20, 20. And then right in the middle, Spotlight did like 75. Awesome. Yeah. So it's a That's re- awesome. It's always weird and anomaly when, or vice versa too, you don't like when a movie that you think is going to do well, nobody oh, shows up. Yeah. But a movie like this, which doesn't have any more or less advertising than say the, the other movies that were around it last week, like Room or Bridge of Spies. And for some reason, twice as many people show up. And uh, even on today, which is like a, a holiday day for a lot of people where you think people might be busy eating dinner at grandma's sleeping or something, or sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were you guys out last? No, oh, you were. I did not go out. No. I, I was tired. I would have stayed in, but there was a party like two seconds from our house. And so we went out to. Uh, friend drunkies friends party and it was good it was a grown-up party so it wasn't like swinging from the chandeliers or anything but if not for that i would have like stayed home and watched a couple cartoons and been like in bed by 11 yeah yeah greg had a little thing at his place with like a handful of friends i had two drinks i don't know we rang in the new year but it was like after that it was like okay let's go to bed yeah i think maybe we're all getting too old for this oh yeah my, my friend fred who has two little kids but we were swapping texts and uh and I said, I jokingly, I was like, yeah, I'm being dragged into a party. Curse my hectic social life. And he's like, we're playing some cards, and then I'm going to be in bed by 11. <laughs> and he's like, screw you, New Year, I win. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, just get some kids. And then you have an excuse to not go out and play anymore. But, but yeah, I, I don't mind the grown-up party, but I'm not going to, like, a real... I'm not going, I don't even know, does downtown... I'm, I live downtown, but I don't, like, does downtown still do, like... The fireworks? Oh, there were fireworks. Okay, I totally missed that. Greg's balcony is like nine floors up facing north. Ah, perfect. So, and it was sort of like we did our thing and then all of a sudden somebody turned around and was like, oh shit, there's fireworks. Yeah. So so everybody kind of like, I don't know, we caught like the glow of it, I guess. Yeah. But I remember in my youth going like downtown and it being, you know, winter, so it's cold and miserable and, and however many thousands of people shoulder to shoulder and then they all leave. And so you're in this horrible like trout run of people all trying to get if, out if, and dodge. Yeah, if ringing in the new year was like staying up until like 4 a.m. binge yeah. watching a TV show with yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of friends, I think I'd be okay I've with it. I've done that. Yeah. I'm past the point of like oh, if I don't go out, I'm not hip. No, yeah. It's like I'm 30 now, like I'm the best thing really like, 40 in, on the inside, yeah. so I'm, I don't concern <laughs> myself like with that. Yeah. Yeah. 30 is the new 40. Yeah. The, the, the best part about being a grown-up and I don't know if this is so much this generation or if it has before, is you just stop caring. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm going to wear this t-shirt, I'm going to like this band, I'm going to do yeah. this. You know? I almost like, wore a onesie 
yeah. last night, but I decided to just wear my most comfortable hoodie instead. I was like, should I put makeup on? And I was like, no. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and part of me, like, I don't know. For the past few years, I always think, what if we did... It's nice to have the day off, but I'm always like, I wonder if we screened something at 10. Like, the only one I can think of off the top of my head, I know there's more, but say, like, when Harry met Sally. Like, when Harry met Sally ends with New Year's, if I remember correctly. So, mm. if, if we showed a movie at 10... In the morning? Or at night. At night. Oh, at night. <laughs> on New Year's Eve, that ended around 11.45, would people stick around, and, and we could, like, you know, pop, pop the TV on the big screen for New Year's. Would that be a thing, or are people more... I don't know. Like, or are people just like, nah, I want to stay home, or go to a party, or would people come... It's always something I think about that might be fun, but it's just like, ah, let's just leave it alone, <laughs> you know? There's a lot of, like, random things like that that I think about sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Because like... yeah. it would be like, and I'm sure there's more classic films that have, like, a big midnight scene at the end, or, like, you know, a romantic kiss at the end. And then maybe people who are older folks, or not even older folks, just people who don't, people like us who don't want to go out and party, might go like, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of stay up till midnight, but not you know, just watch a movie and then watch the ball drop on TV on the big screen or something like that. Yeah. I think that might be cool. That could be fun. Because I don't want to, like, man, like, we, we had, just on, like, on the, uh, the, the apartment we were at had the ball drop thing streaming. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and I was just in New York, and Times Square is, like, my least favorite part of New York. I like all the other parts <laughs> of New York. But to see Times Square with, like, however many people were there, and they're just packed in. I don't like it on a normal day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a normal day, I'm like, oh, it's filled with the worst tourists and people. people. The worst is, like, you. if you're savvy, you, you, you feel like a New Yorker very fast. Yeah. When you get angry at a big, fat tourist for stopping in the middle of the sidewalk and, like, looking up and taking pictures. And you're like, you can't stop here. you got to keep moving. But, like, I would never want to do that on New Year's. I would never want to, like, go to Times... And from what I understand, Times Square, you got to get there at, like, 10 a.m. Oh, man. And stay there. Not like, happening. No. It's like, no. And I, and I appreciate New Year's. I don't make too big of a deal of it. But I do think there is, there is something nice, even though it doesn't really mean anything, to be like, we survived another 12 months. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I mean, like, we get to reset the calendar, I guess. Yeah. But, like... Pretty much any day can be a new starting point for something if you want it to be. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. My, my big thing this year... I, I can see both things. ...was that... My, 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 two, my two accomplishments this year is I, I, I tricked Gwen to marry me. <laughs> and I did the Doug Loves Movies Challenge. Yeah. And... So you actually watched I, at least I, one movie I, I watched 365 movies in 365 days. It's It's... I feel more of an accomplishment, like, it's crazy, than, like, graduating college or, like, I, I, it was just, it was so hard. Like, it was so... It is. Because you think you watch a lot of movies, and I, I'm kind of anal retentive about keeping track of movie lists or books I've read, but I'm sure if I went back to, like, 2012 or 2009, it would still be ridiculous, but it would be, like, 175 movies or something, you know? Because I watch, like, a movie a week here... But then I try to, at home, just kind of catch up on TV or read yeah. or do other productive things. Yeah. So when you're watching 365 in a year, it really becomes like... out all of that other stuff. And you're like, oh, I'm working at the Mayfair at 2 and going out afterwards, so I got to watch a movie this morning. 
And then we went to New York, whatever it was, like, like for a week ending with the 18th. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch movies in New York. We're going to be busy. So then I had to watch like two or three a day leading up to New York. And then you kind of panic and I'm like, oh, what if someone calls in sick and I have to work on the 29th and 30th? Then I got to be like watching a movie at four in the morning, you know? So I did it, but it was... Doug Benson is a madman, and he got cocky, and he was way behind, and I'm pretty sure he watched, like, 60 movies in December. And he did it, but he completed, like, New Year's Eve night, he watched his 365th movie. See, to me, that shouldn't be the point. To me, it should be quality over quantity. Yeah. I mean, who cares if you watch 300 movies in a year, and 250 of them were mediocre? Yeah. And, and, And that is the... I agree. That is the... The goal, and it is kind of like a fun, goofy thing, like just trying to do it. But it is kind of goal too of like, okay, I'm going to set aside this time to hopefully watch good movies. But even Doug said he was at like fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, but like also like you watched a lot of movies here. Yes, and our programming is pretty decent. Yeah, so it's not really like well, you were lacking in quality. I I have not seen as many movies as you have this year, but mm. I still have a top ten list. Do you have a top ten list? Well. My problem with the top ten list, it's especially, to, especially to a calendar, is I don't see a bunch of the movies until say as late as March, maybe, because like like say like a lot of Oscar films, uh, especially the past few years, they'll release them like Christmas Day, and then they kind of roll out wide. So critics get to make their their list, but like so like I'm gonna watch Brooklyn tonight, um, and then in the next few weeks, I think we might get. The Martian, we might get, um, uh, like, a few other Oscar-caliber movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't make my top ten list until, like, the spring, you know, because there's so many I haven't seen yeah. yet. So critics get to see them all early, but... Um, and that I always hate that December because there's always maybe three to f- five movies that... Yeah. I'm dying to see that I can't yeah. see till January or February. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I haven't seen The Revenant yet, or Carol, or Macbeth. Right. Yeah, uh, and and so I'm those. Sure Carol is coming though. Carol is. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get Carol. Even even Creed, like I haven't seen Creed. Creed's really good. And uh, I mean, I said, oh, man, it was funny. I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. But Star Wars, Star Wars, like you still haven't seen Star Wars. No, I saw Star Wars. And, and I hate talking about it because I... You have to see Star Wars. It's you like have to. by law. I yeah. Think. Like, I have a gonk droid tattoo if I didn't see Star Wars. But so, so as I always preface, I use my visa points to go see Star Wars. But that'll be on my list. But, um... And then I always kind of forget. I always have to look at the list to remember and be like, oh, yeah, there was that one and that one. So, off the top of my head, I, it's a blur. But, um... Like, like, but in the last little while, I saw a bunch of Oscar-caliber stuff because by happenstance, we had... We have Spotlight, we had Room, mm-hmm. we had Bridge of Spies. That, oh, I still haven't... usually, I don't know, It's this is like my third like Oscar yeah. season yeah. working with Lee, yeah. and he's pretty, pretty good at getting yeah. them, like, even in that Mayfair in Orleans, he was just getting the right movies And it right drives time. me nuts that I still haven't seen Bridge That's the one movie that kind of got away, like, I probably had a chance to see it, I just didn't get around Bridge to it Bridge of Spies... I hear it's amazing. I admit... Um, it looks great. If I have a critique, it was just a little too long. Just a little bit. Like, it wasn't like four hours well, Oscar long. Oscar movies have to be long. But <laughs> there was just some shots even where, like, Tom's, like, standing around. And I'm like, cut, 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 <laughs> you know. But it was, like, Tom Hanks is, is, like, the best there is at what he does. Like, he was just the perfect, 
like Norman Rockwell, Jimmy Stewart, Americana mm. guy. Yeah. And then, and then you, you, you go down the list and it's like, you know, Oscar winning cinematographer, Janusz Kaminski. So that looked beautiful. It's got a script by the Coen brothers mm-hmm. who don't usually write movies for other people. No. And then Spielberg directed it. Um, and it just looks, it looks beautiful. Every, every car and fedora and, 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 and piece of wardrobe. And it's just a really interesting story. And even though it's like, you know, true stories are always a little bit like, it's not really true. It's kind of like true-ish. You have to skew some facts. Yeah. Otherwise, like, well, even <laughs> people might identify too strongly. And, and it's, it's one of those stories where you watch and you're like, even if this is just a little bit true, you're like, Wow, stuff like this happens in real life. Like, like this is a like spies and 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 you know people being kidnapped and planes and th- like it's just you watch it. And you're like, wow, that's happening. Yeah. And um, like I watched. I, I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's my favorite actor. Has been for a long time. So I came to see what what wrapped up my my challenge was. I I, I watched the double bill on the thirtieth. Of Bridge of Spies and Spotlight, nice. so so I, I did it a day early. I was done thirty first. Came in a day early, um, but Spotlight is one of those movies where you're watching it, and it's it's good. It's a movie you're in, but then it gets to like the point, and you, you kind of all know what's if if you if you know what the movie is, you know that that it's um, you know journalists trying to find some trying to bring to light horrible things that are happening in the church in Boston. And so you kind of know it's coming, you know it's a true story, but when it gets to the punch and they start, like, fighting the power, oh, you're so in. And when, uh... when Michael Heaton does a big speech, you're just like, yeah, you know. And, and so that movie was, is, is Oscar bait. Like, because it, it's, a, it's a harrowing true story. It's a bunch of really good character actors. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of a David and Goliath. Yeah, thing. yeah, and and recent history, like it was like two thousand or two thousand two mm-hmm. or something. Um, so a movie like that, it'll be interesting to see. Like what? We're January first. When did the Oscar nominations come out? Pretty soon. Pretty soon, a couple weeks or yeah. something. Yeah, and so and it's there's always there's always upsets. There's always and that's that's the thing why you can't take they're fun, but you can't take Oscars too seriously because you know in in. In the Olympics, in a race, it's black and white. Like, that person was the fastest, that person was the second yeah. fastest, that person was the third fastest. But the major critics, the major awards, always disagree with each other. Because, like, Michael Keaton will win Best Actor for Birdman at the Golden Globes mm-hmm. and not at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen again. People are going to not be getting nominations. So so they're fun. But And there's always, every year, there's something that, that I love that gets completely ignored, which happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but like, so like right now we, we're, we're screening Spotlight for a second week, uh, and Brooklyn. And I think mm-hmm. Brooklyn is high on Oscar caliber. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other movie, which will not be nominated for Oscars probably is Love. <laughs> nope. And <laughs> it's... I don't think so. The filmmaker... It's too messy, I think. has won like awards at Cannes and stuff like that. But his movies, like like if there was like a, a dictionary definition of not for everyone, it's a filmmaker like oh God, he. Yeah. yeah. And I'm on that list because I remember we screened Enter the Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll watch everything. I'll watch like whether it's, you know, an art house film or Sharknado and everything in between. I, I'll watch everything and give everything a chance. 
But Enter the Void, I did not like even a little. You leave? No, I, I stuck you through. I, I made it. Thing? Yeah. Wow. If I leave a movie, I feel like it beat me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you let it win. I was like, I'm better than you, movie. But I, I forget who, if it was Lee or Ian or somebody. Lee loved it. Somebody loved it. I don't think he liked Irreversible. He loved Enter the... No, he liked Enter the Void. Enter the Void. Irreversible. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So but he's one of those filmmakers who, you know, Khan gave him some awards, so somebody likes him. But then other people... Oh, he's sort of like Lar- Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier, yeah. He's very divisive. And I'm with Lars von Trier. I'm like, I don't like you, but your movies, I admit that I'm 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 invested in sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. Like the, um, what was the one with Kirsten Dunst? Melancholia. Uh, Melancholia. Oh my god! Like so good. It could have been more. It could have been more depressing. At the end of the movie, yeah. Like all of his movies are like like not to make light of it at all, but all those movies are like like rape and torture and kids dying and the end of the yeah. world. Yeah. Just everything feels awful. And none of them make money from what I've read. So I don't know how he keeps making movies. <laughs> like, with like, he keeps on making movies. And like, they're just like, the scene in, in, um, in uh, uh, the one with Willem Dafoe. Antichrist. My brain's not working. Antichrist. Like, I, I will never forget hearing two women in the Mayfair scream in fear. And I'm just like, oh, you are scarred for life now. That's it. You're not coming back to a movie ever again. But it's art, you know. It's it's yeah. It's, and but there's then there's also parts of that movie that are really cheesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and silly that are and like yeah. arty, but just like over the top. And I just kind of took me out. of He's the playing moment. a lot of it for laughs. You know, he's yeah. not. He's he's a bit of a a bit of a pervert that way. Like he's, yeah. he's sort of like. Playing you like a piano, and he, you know, yeah, yeah, he takes glee in that. I think it's effective. Yeah, and, yeah. and was it was it this one? I forget if I was reading. If it, if it was if it was love, it might be getting mixed up. I one of his movies recently got like the whole like five minute standing ovation at Cannes, and the other one got like five minutes of booing. And I can't. Yeah, okay. I think Irreversible. Lee saw Irreversible at at Cannes. Okay, and, and, yeah, uh, there were people just shitting on him. And that's why to can, his face. Can's really weird because it Didn't has. Did you say like people were throwing? People stuff? were yeah. throwing yeah. stuff and going up to him and like you know Man, you bastard and yeah. Holy shit! And, Which and, he probably loved. Yeah, yeah. and Can has this. On the surface, this like oh it's it's this respected film festival yeah like and every other movie poster rips off their their um their logo Feathers. their February <laughs> logo everyone and I'm like you just gotta put that and be like. Put something fake yeah. in, and people think it's a legit film festival. Winner of the bullshitter prize. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, but it's weird because I know from like from like Lloyd Kaufman stuff, it's this real B grade, B C grade, drive-in kind it, of festival. It's at the, the marketplace. Yeah. People are there selling, you know, vigilante cop part seven. Yeah. So you have Scorsese, but then you also have porn, and and so it's, mm-hmm. it's the audience is weird. So they'll they'll. If they don't like something, it's it's like it's like vaudeville. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. That's cool. But like, so he he's won a couple of awards for his stuff, but this one I believe got booze and stuff. But I, I I always sometimes bad reviews don't hurt a film because if you are a fan of him or interested in alternative cinema, you're just gonna come anyways. Well, sometimes reading a bad review of something just gives me all of the reasons that I need to. See. Here, yes, if it's a really angry review, yeah, yeah. I just saw The Hateful Eight. Uh, Lee and I went to Toronto, talk about that. 
we went to Boxing Day. It was important for us to go and see it in 70 millimeter, yeah. which you can only do in, in Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver for like another week at this point. Man. And uh, it was selling out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the Wild Bunch. We, show- we-, we went and saw a 70 millimeter blow up of the Wild Bunch first, which was great. Isn't that Lee's favorite movie or something? Oh, one of them. Yeah. And it looked fantastic. And then we, uh, we did a 1030 show. It's it's a three hour movie, the oh roadshow version. It's got it's got an intermi- uh, an overture and an intermission, and um, yeah, it was packed. Uh, we're waiting in line, and um, the eight thirty show lets out, and two people who kind of know Lee uh, came up, and, and they were like, "Yeah, I think they were a little drunk." They were like, "Yeah, the movie was great, but it was out of focus," and Lee and I were like, "Oh no." Like this is a seventy millimeter print. I hope and they the don't have. And the projectionist doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, or oh, I shit. hope it's not a, a thirteen year old popcorn kid yeah. working the platter. <laughs> uh, so Lee, we we saw the manager. I'm like, I went in. I'm like, okay, I'll go get seats, and you t- let the manager Do the know. Thing. Yeah. And Lee went up to her and said, "We drove like five hours from Ottawa to see this, and it's like, can you please make sure it's an-? Yeah. and she's like. That was just for the first two minutes. It's all good. We have a projectionist here. Don't worry. Yeah. And it looked great. Cool. Cool. Um, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the biggest screen, but projection-wise, like, perf- like, great presentation. The print looked great. You know, they're showing it on a platter, so, you know, it yeah. could, could have been scratched to shit, but it wasn't. It looked fantastic. Um, the way a print should look, you know, the blacks were black and the whites were really white. Did and, it say... Uh, um, Overture, or was it just over black? It start. It starts with a. Uh, um, there's that hateful eight artwork with the, the the red and black illustration of the the horse drawn carriage okay. crossing yeah, yeah, the yeah. mountains, and it just says overture, and it's just, you know, okay. three minutes of music, and then uh, then all these opening shots of like uh, the wilderness and everything, and it it kind of opens. It's kind of a little like a horror movie, nice. right? And Neil Marconi's score and. It's probably like his most twisted film, Did and you his most violent film. Like, oh my god! Well, I, <laughs> if we hopefully we'll show the the DCP version, and I'm thinking there could be walkouts on this one because oh, it's sure. really it's a really nasty, twisted kind of like what we were talking about earlier, kind of like a, a like a Lars von Trier film or a Gaspar Noé yeah. film. You and, know, and like either you're gonna love this or this is really gonna piss you off. And people have been asking, and I'm like. Barring an end of the world disaster, we will screen this. It just might mm-hmm. take, and 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 the, I know it's frustrating or weird, but we don't know because like yeah, theoretically, Lee could get a call tomorrow of somebody saying, "Hey, do you guys want to show it next week?" Or it could be three months. Well, you know what? Like, it, I I kept thinking this could be a bomb, like seventy millimeter. Could be. people want to? It's been doing well. Yeah, the yeah. seventy millimeter. Uh, screenings have you know have been doing pretty well, and then it just opened. The digital release just opened yesterday, I think. So. Yeah. Which is great because if that becomes a gimmick, and maybe gimmick is an insulting word, but a gimmick to get people out of the house to come mm-hmm. to an experience, mm-hmm. to come to a movie. Um, it's, it does seem silly to say that. Because yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah. it started from the bottom and now we're yeah, yeah. right back, back. Here. We did it. It's like, it's like vinyl, right? Like It's like, hey, yeah. look, vinyl. But um, because right now, I, I, I didn't follow it, but I had thought... Star Wars was getting a 35 millimeter limited release. 
I, th- I think it is. And and Martin Scorsese's next movie, Quentin's movie, Christopher Nolan. Christopher probably. Nolan. So there's a handful of filmmakers who who have enough power to be like. And the studio just kind of, I'm sure, rolls their eyes and is like, oh, fine. Well, keep in <laughs> mind, Kodak was finished. Yeah. Kodak yeah, was yeah, finished, yeah. and then, like, Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino and, I think, Judd Apatow stepped up, and... Yeah. I don't know what they did. I guess they just took them to the bargaining table and said, look, we need you guys, and... Yeah. Uh, With vinyl, there was one press in the Czech Republic that remained open yeah. for a while, and now, you know, they're slowly yeah. opening up again, so we might just have to, like... Breathe a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it, like it, encourage all the positive things. It's smaller, but like down the street from us, there's um, oh, Compact Records in the Glebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I bought a few albums there for Christmas presents. And my theory on this whole world is of, of, of stores and stuff is that however many years ago, shopping malls opened and that changed everything however many years ago the big box stores opened and that changed everything now the big box stores are all closing um and was it was it best buy or future shop one of them future shop future shops closed down in the states their book chain the equivalent of their chapters closed um and but the small store can survive because that little store in the glebe doesn't need to sell a thousand units a day they have a small loyal following uh, same yeah. thing, Black Squirrel Books across the street. They have a small, loyal following. And so I think like it's... Maybe ideally they do. And, like, yeah. sometimes it's nice to even the books out with a crazy day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's not nearly the same pace. And and new... So, so I bought somebody who I admit un, unfamiliar with, but my one of my best friends loves a guy named Josh Ritter. So I got her the new Josh Ritter album. And then it's that funny thing where the album comes with a digital download. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, the biggest music genius could have predicted that. That albums are going to come back, but we're just going to give you the digital download. Because digital well, is... Well, sort of like Blu-rays that come with a DVD copy. Yeah, yeah. So weird. It's, it's a way of kind of getting you to, like, make the transition a little bit. Without yeah. Without having to just go, like, okay, you, you have just have the album. You can only yeah. play it on a record player. It gives you that yeah. other option. That's true. And now it's it's like people just today someone was asking me about like theater kind of stuff. I'm like, well, people are always gonna steal stuff, but if you're coming to a movie, you're coming to a movie. If you're going to a concert, you're going to a concert. If you're going to a restaurant, so some people just you know you you leave, want to leave the house, make an event, go have some popcorn, bring the kids to a movie, that kind of thing. Sometimes you're really hangover on New Year's morning, and you yeah. need someone <laughs> to drop them while you go nap for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I've learned on the internet today that popcorn is good. Yeah. Good yeah. hangover food. It's amazing. It's science. It's scientifically proven. Um, yeah, so that's our, our New Year's move. Did we talk about all the New Year's? So, yeah, Spotlight, Love. Crimson Peak. Oh, Crimson Peak. Oh. Forgot that because that's in a few days, yeah. A period movie. I love Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> Period. Uh, <laughs> peace. Period peace. <laughs> it's not about periods. I'm glad we clarified that. Love is a period movie, probably. I'm sure the listeners were like, well, that's weird. Um, uh, I, I met Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if I told this story before. No. I met Guillermo del Toro at a Toronto Comic Con. Uh, I was sitting at my friend's table. He was selling his books, and I was just hanging out. And I look up, and I see somebody. And I go, I'll be right back. And I like leap over the table, run right over. 
and there's a guy, just like one of us, a nerd with like a bag full of comic books kind of browsing, and I go, excuse me, Mr. Del Toro? And he turns around and, and, and flings his arms out and goes, yes, my friend. <laughs> and I say, I'm sorry to bother you, but I was just sitting over there in Artist Alley with my friend, and I was like, I think I see Guillermo del Toro. And he's like, yes, I am here. <laughs> I just say, oh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I just want to say hi. I'm a big fan. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And we just chatted for like five, five or ten minutes about stuff. Like, what did you buy? How's the things? Oh, what is, what's your friend's book about? How, how's your time in Canada? And basically, I was like, I'm pretty good about meeting people like that. Where I'm like, I, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much. It was great to say hi to you. And he gave me a big hug. Ah. And he was like, good luck to you and your friends this weekend. Uh, thank you for watching my movies. And That's he was awesome. like the nicest guy I've yeah. ever met. And That's I so am, cool. I'm in love with him. Like, and yeah. so now, like... Because he's a fan. Yeah. You know? he, he's, he's just an yeah. old... He's just like a fan just like us. And and so every time I see him in, in like an interview or read an article, he has a great Twitter feed now where he just puts like things he loves on it and stuff. So Crimson Peak looks... Like old school scary. I don't know. I don't know if it's gory, but I think it's like ghosts jumping out at you and stuff. So Gwen's a coward. So Gwen's like, no. I'm like, oh, but it's Guillermo. It's a love story, a really. Chance. It's yeah. a love story. We should have a late night with the the lights. All oh, the lights on. <laughs> we we should advertise that the same way as like, you know, Rocky Horror or uh, or scary cartoon. screenings for seniors. Yes, yeah. yeah, sc- <laughs> scary screenings for sissies. And we turn yes. we turn all the lights yeah. on. Stars and sissies, kind of like stars and strollers. <laughs> yes. And every once in a while, I'll come to the microphone and remind you that it's only a movie. Everything's okay. They're just actors. It's okay. But it looks... If anybody uh, needs a hug, we're in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> I like him because of his diversity where he does... Like, his last movie was Pacific Rim, which is Godzilla monsters fighting robots. And then this is, like, an old-timey ghost story. And he's, like, kind of this, like, Oscar-caliber nerd where mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, Pan's Labyrinth was nominated for stuff and... Oh, Pacific Rim, too, I think is fantastic. I've heard... uh, People have told me that they don't like Pacific Rim, and I accept that movies are subjective and people have different tastes, but I'm just like, I saw it here, we we screened it here, and I swear I was just, like, wide-eyed and mouth agape for two hours because it was just, like, I don't know what more you want in a movie than big Godzilla monsters fighting giant Power Ranger robots. (laughs) For two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had, like, plot in there, too. Like, I would have been okay with just fighting. but That's uh, like his kid's movie, really. Pretty, yeah. It's a good movie to watch with your kids. Yeah. Like, I, I think if you were, like, ten, that would be, like... The, the best movie to watch with your dad. Yeah. yeah. And, and it had cool, like, 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 strong female characters and strong guy characters and multicultural. So it was cool. It was nice and modern and, like, somebody for everybody to look up to, you know? Yeah. And, and, and this one, Crimson Peak, has, like... Um, Tom Hiddleston's in it, and uh, really good actors. Mia, I always get her name pronounced wrong. Was Wes, 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 Waskowski. Waskowski. I can't help you with Waskowska. this one. There's a lot of syllables in it. it. Starts with a W. You all know who we're talking about. Sort of like that girl from Brooklyn. I can't pronounce her. Oh, name. Oh yeah, how do you pronounce S Sauerays or something? It's not that difficult. It's weird. S I O R S E. It's like it's like Irish Gaelic, but it's. So- Siobhan or something? Siobhan? No, Siobhan? no, it's, no, it's... No. Shaurizi or something? But it's weird. Pe- people listening to this are yelling at us right now. Sort of like Shaw Day. No, so Remember Shaw Day? Somebody call in. Somebody call in. Remember Shaw Day? Yeah, Yeah. Her name is spelled S-A-D-E. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it was like, 
years after somebody said Sade, and I'm like, I thought her name was Shay. Yeah. Sade. Sade. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, because I'm an idiot, years of reading Thor comics, I pronounced it Majolner with a hard J. And then seeing Thor, it's, it's, it's Mjolnir. You don't pronounce yeah. J. And I swear I like sat up in my seat and it was like, my life's a lie. I read everything <laughs> in French the first time around. And oh, so yeah. I've mispronounced so many things my entire life. And I think yeah. a lot of people at this point in time are just sort of like, uh, so sometimes I'll catch somebody's face like, what are you saying? Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. or Mila Jovovich is Jovovich. Someone told me, yeah, if I was like Russian, my name wouldn't exist, but it would be like Yosh. It, like there's no Yoshego. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> no J. There's like, yeah, but uh, but yeah, come see Brooklyn, even if we can't pronounce yeah. her name. It's I think it's cool. It's it's screenplay by Nick Hornby. Oh who yeah, did he's great. High, High fidelity, fidelity mm-hmm. and about a boy. Yeah. And he, he, he didn't write the book, just the screenplay, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool, like, just getting him for that. But um, I think we're about wrapping up now. Because it's on the, my brain, I wanted to say for for our Audible recommendation, uh, Felicia Day has a book out. Oh, cool. All about cool nerd culture, and I'm just about to listen to it. Um, and she's going to be one of the new hosts, on, or the, the, the new mad the on, new Mr. Mad Science, on Science Mystery Theater. Science Theater. Uh, so oh. that, that's a cool geek thing. I also want to mention that uh, Milky, of former oh, yeah. Cool FM slash Bob FM fame, has started his own show really called popular. Blast the Radio, yeah. and they're featuring us uh, on the show every weekend. Yeah. So I think we've missed a couple. Is that going to happen now that we're making yeah, product he still again? Likes us. <laughs> yeah. He he like signed us up just in time for us to get busy and drop the ball yeah. on making new things. And for me to hold up in the woods for a couple of days. But anyway, <laughs> you were like the revenant. You were just running around the woods. Yeah, shoveling like nothing. Moose and Sasquatch. <laughs> we made fire. We made a lot of fire. Well, that's cool. So we we can we can update folks via social media about time slots and where to find it and all that fun yeah. stuff. You can see a slide in rotation if you come see a movie with information on his website. Yeah, I think it's so BlastTheRadio.com. Blast BlastTheRadio.com. Cool. And he's got huge numbers. Yeah. Which we don't. No. So, yeah. <laughs> and what I think, our numbers have gone down significantly, but we got on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. So so our our, our numbers went from like a couple hundred to like 20 but I think that's just because everybody jumped over to iTunes. That's possible. So I want to know our iTunes numbers just to kind of skew that back. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're if you are subscribing to us on iTunes, leave a star rating and a review, and that that helps us. Yeah. With our visibility there for sure. Yeah. Even if you only think we deserve a two or three or a four, give us a five. Yeah, like even if Christmas you spirit. hate hearing my voice, <laughs> just, give it, just give us a five. It's just anything. What's it gonna hurt? Give us a five. What's it? And uh, yeah, I'm curious to see because our numbers went up, but then as soon as iTunes happened and then oh, Christmas happened Christmas happened too yeah uh, but yeah so I'm curious about that but we still have people we do have a small little community of people even when we went on and went like we're back on iTunes there was a number of people on Twitter being like yay thank god which always I kind of laugh at because I'm like it's just the same level of difficulty to get it from anywhere else but it's I think clicking in a different place yeah but I think Apple people like their routine of, of their Apple yeah. iTunes getting it all in one place they won't compromise they, no but uh, yeah so yeah we'll update folks about all that uh, getting on the radio and mm-hmm. don't forget House of Targ House of Targ House of Targ, oh, yeah. House of Targ. 
I, I wasn't brave enough to go to their New Year's, but I'm sure they had a packed New Year's Eve. A couple of our bands uh, yeah. apparently attended and had a good time. Cool. So nice. So that. And they got toques now. Go in and buy a toque from Hazard. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. But, um... I wish I had known about that before Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> it would have been a good Christmas gift. Yeah, just get like 10 of them. Here you go, here you go Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets a tarred toque. Cool. Okay, well, thanks for waiting around for us, everybody. Yeah. We're back. We'll get back on schedule, do this more frequently now. And um, we'll see you soon here at the Mayfair. All right. Yay. See okay, you later. Bye. bye.